Welcome to Going Online with Oregon State University eCampus, a podcast series highlighting resources and tools for online learners across the globe. I'm Eddie Rodriguez, the Student Engagement Program Manager at Oregon State University eCampus, which serves more than 13,000 online learners annually through the delivery of 100 plus online degrees and programs. In this series, I'm joined by my colleague, Rachel Gintner, Entry and Transition Advisor at South Seattle College and former OSU eCampus Student Success Coach. We're glad you're here. In this episode, we are chatting with Jonathan Botts, a current eCampus student. We'll discuss his personal journey to Oregon State eCampus and his academic successes and struggles. Together, we'll explore his insights on how your study habits and learning style can impact your experience learning online. Let's get into it. All right. Well, welcome, John. It's a pleasure to have you. Welcome to our Going Online with OSU eCampus podcast. We can't thank you enough for you to kind of share your time with us and tell us a little bit about your story. For our listeners out there, my name is Eddie Rodriguez. I'm the Student Engagement Program Manager here within eCampus at Oregon State University. And with me is my wonderful friend and colleague, Rachel Gintner, Student Success Coach here at eCampus, fellow peer and colleague for Eddie. And John, we're really excited that you're here. Oh, man, yes. thank you guys so much for the time and the introduction. <laughs> man, yes. You guys are so incredible, man. I really do thank you for the opportunity to be here and you know, I'll just share my experiences and things. I mean, there's a lot to get into, and I think there's a lot of things I can share. And I think my experience so far has been nothing but exceptional. I mean, Eddie already knows a little bit about my story already, but I'm really excited to get into it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely, John. Again. Thanks. I mean, to start off, if you don't mind, can you just let us know who you are? Where are you coming from? You know, what is it that you're studying? And what sort of things are you doing outside of school? I come from the West Coast. was born in Seattle. Traveled a lot of my time there. And then I ended up landing in California. But happened to be in New York at the moment. But yeah, so my my current status right now in, in school at OSU, I'm an um, on-campus student. I'm a double degree major in sustainability and environmental science. And yeah, I think that really kind of was a deliberate choice. Also work in design. So those two things I feel like really coincide really well, just because there's a lot of science that goes in between the design world. And there's just so many great areas there. Um, so I feel like for me, it was really important to kind of come back and finish my degree in that and really get a better understanding of how to better serve my design communication. But, but a little bit about me is I tend to be very honest and, and calculated at moments. And, and I think that I tend to look at things from a realistic point of view. And, and it, I often look at things with, with color and composition. And I tend to be very open to people and, and ideas and things. And, and I tend to be technically a traveler at heart and, and a super obsessed learner, you know, I think. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up coming to OSU. And then it's also too, I'm not saying all these things just to say that OSU is just like, you know, those normal commercials that schools have where it's like, you know, like this is where the best school and like, we're <laughs> like, yeah, it's not that, you know, this is hundred percent honest. And, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart is that uh, I really got lucky finding OSU. And I think there's so many opportunities here for everybody. And I think I really came across a lot of those opportunities by just like, by luck. And, and I think that there's a lot of beautiful things that's happening here. And I'm really happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I think that's where I would probably leave with that for the moment. Yeah, absolutely, John. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you as a designer came to major in kind of hard science between sustainability and environmental science? 
Oh yeah. Good question. Really good question. So just to give a little more context. So I am contracted with design studios. I come in and do like industrial design work for certain companies. And I also been on the other side of that, I do more like fashion, more contemporary design work, whether it's like fashion based or illustration or based. And it really kind of revolves around our consulting too, um, which is kind of the, you know, the, the core of it all. And um, I think really just giving insight is really kind of the goal there. But if I were to back up a little bit more, I think it started out when I was young. Like I grew up in a family that was like, hey, like, you know, but if you're not in the room, tell, if you don't need to buy that, then don't buy it. Let's, let's try to save money here. And, you know, and I didn't grow up from a privileged place. And so it was kind of easy to kind of, you know, uh, nap to jump into that idea of uh, sustainability, which of course is a buzzword, but it's, it's really important to incorporate into your life. And so it wasn't until like, I got to California where I learned about the actual value of design. I remember there was a time where I didn't really know what fashion really meant. Like I was holding, I was with some friends one day and we were in Nordstrom, the luxury design apartment. Now they were holding these shoes, the Beaumargella, and I just couldn't understand why it was so expensive and why it was so like, they were just like drooling over it. And then they linked to me. They were like, do you not understand like how these shoes are? I, was like, I, I do not know. <laughs> like I do not know what this means. I just, I grew up like, with like with Jordans and you know and 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 Allen Iversons or a lot of these things are really like in my catalog and view. I didn't really consider like Louis Vuitton or and so that was a really defining moment for me. And and so then once I understood what that meant, it took me a little bit to kind of process that and like, okay, cool. Now I understand what what this shape means, what this texture means, what this fabric means. And so I carried that with me when I got to California, leaving Seattle. And I ended up being there for five, six years studying there. And I ended up transferring to a university in LA and, you know, and did fashion there. And then I went to Oakland, studied there at a university. And I think it was such a beautiful experience because the people that I had met there was so incredible. And I think they were just at the perfect time for me to learn what I needed to learn. And then I ended up going to Europe and wanted to kind of take on a bigger challenge, a bigger role. And there I ended up doing more fashion consulting and that I ended up meeting a woman. She, she actually worked as an environmental consultant herself. And at that time I was already working with an agency and I ended up meeting her kind of by luck. And she was, I was just explaining to her like what I'm doing with this new project. And, and then she kind of looked to me and was like, have you ever considered like looking at the environmental science side of things? And when I've always, like I said, my background being sustainable naturally by childhood or behavior was, was one thing, but being exposed to like how chemicals are met and how supply chain management is ran and on how uh, the biology of certain, you know, certain isms or the oceanic factors and stuff like that, all these things play a role into our environment and essentially design. And so I, I, I took that with me and went back to the States when I left Europe and I ended up landing on OSU and I was like, okay, this, this kind of makes sense. Let's see what we can get from this. And so literally the goal kind of just added on from there was like, let's continue to merge this design and science together to create something better. And so for me, it's more like the long term, not the short term. And I think oftentimes when your student loans is such a big problem when you talk about education. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I learned was when I was here was that education is seen as a necessity. It's not seen as a privilege. And so coming here, I had to really kind of move that away 
and and not to be scared or discouraged by that because most students are. And in my experience at those other schools I went to previously, there wasn't a lot of support. There wasn't a lot of financial support or social support. And so there was a lot of a lot of nervousness coming into that. And so OSU oh, gave me the opportunity to uh, to kind of rethink that and put a, a new framing on that and what education means as far as value goes. And actually really helps my goal and my journey much more easier. And and I'm just really grateful for that. But so, yeah, I think, again, here it's like the long term is really being met with these smaller processes. And OSU happens to be a part of that process by showing, hey, this is what the science means. And this is how you can actually add this into your life socially. Because when I leave work, I'm dealing with the real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eddie can tell you more about that too conversations I had with Eddie about, hey, these things are going on at work. These things are happening, whatever. And he's always on top of it. <laughs> and these things, these things add to that, that long-term goal. And so I'm just extremely mm. grateful for that. And so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, John. I appreciate you kind of walking us through your journey, right? It sounds like you've definitely been in a lot of places. You've experienced education and life experiences in, in a lot of different contexts and environments. And you can totally see the impacts that your upbringing to your exposure to sustainability and then the design aspect. You can totally see how it's all kind of woven in together. You know, given that you've been in so many places and you, yeah, and it sounds like you've got to experience so much, I, I'm curious though, what what was that? What was that moment or event in your life that was like, "Hey, I want to now come into OSU eCampus." Like, where where did that happen? You know, what what made you decide to pursue this online degree? Well, I think for me, it's more like I had to figure out like what what time meant for me and, and location wise. Unfortunately, I was still in Europe when I was deciding on the schools, and I knew I was coming back to America. And at that time, it was when the, it was in the height of COVID. And so I really wasn't sure how this was going to turn out. I just knew that I wanted to finish my degree in, in this area. And I knew that I had to try to meet the reality of like, okay, I'm working full time in design. When am I going to have the time to do education? It, it just seemed un- unrealistic being able to go to class when, you know, at, like in the evening, it just seemed really challenging to kind of like figure out, you know, to manage a schedule in a way. And so I obviously just thought of, well, if there's a virtual opportunity, then why not take it? And so, dude, I, I like research every university in America, every university in Europe, every university in, in Africa, across the world to see the criteria of A, is there, is there online learning? And B, does it have these, these programs? And C, what does the curriculum look like? So I literally, specific, I hit, every university that was available. And so OSU was able to provide that, you know, for me specifically like sustainability, boom, environmental science, boom. And also too, the courses that was offered was really kind of what stood out to me. And and it was when I was in Europe at that time, when I was looking, I was actually looking at like product design. I was looking at Mm. like things related to that and interior design. And so it was actually even struggling with what I wanted to land on. Um, And so once I, found you guys. I happened to already be in New York at that time. And so I made the call and, and it's right away. They were like, okay, cool. What do you, what do you want to do? What is your goal? You know, how, why does this make sense to you? And I felt like that was the first time I ever been met with a university that has been brutally honest with me. 
and, and really kind of challenge my intuitions, but more so like, what does this really mean to me? You know, what is really, what is, do I really, am I doing this for intrinsic reason or extrinsic reasons? And I just saw how like so much love and time was poured into this, this program of like B campus and, and financially it, it felt really, I felt like I was able to, to meet that, what it was asking for. And I just felt like everything kind of aligned with what my goals were. But eCampus itself, man, has been such a treat and everything's to be moving in a, in a great path. And the future always seems really bright. And for me, it's, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Wow. Wow, John, again, appreciate you, you sharing those kind words with us. And, and again, just walking us through that journey. Like it just, yeah, it really hits home kind of where students come from in terms of like they can come from a lot of different experiences and backgrounds. I'm looking over here at Rachel. I feel like there was something that she was wanting to kind of ask about everything. I have a lot of questions. No, I agree with Ed. It's really wonderful to hear your journey, but also talking about how eCampus is communicating for itself. Because like with searching for online education, there's just so many options out there, public institutions, private institutions, and there's a real, there's just a lot in the market. And so it's exciting to hear how students come across OSU and like how that initial interaction really kind of creates a moment of interest where someone like John across the world could be like, I see myself at OSU. I see myself being successful at eCampus. And I think that that's really telling because like it really is anybody who could come to the eCampus website and be like, sustainability, that's what I want to do. <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's like, in, your, in the way that you spoke, I was very kind of like, we don't get to hear often enough about how folks kind of get in contact with us. Like we often are touching students or like getting in contact with students in very different parts of the timeline. And so I think the main question I have in regards to that is just like, was there something you could name that like really drew you in? Like, was it, you had mentioned curriculum and the website, but like as someone in design, was there something just within the language that like really pulled you in in the way that eCampus talked about its programs and how we support students? Oh man, there's, there's, there's a lot. It's a really good question. There's a lot to say there in response to that. I think the first thing that stood out to me was when I first started, I did the orientation process. And the first question I got, so they asked, okay, this is what the program is all about. This is what you're going to be expecting. And then they, they jumped to something that I didn't really expect. It really did a 360. And it said, do you know why you're in school? And it kind of, I kind of touched on that earlier, but it specifically asked, why are you in school? Are you, be, is it because you want to make money or is it because like you actually enjoy this? And I was like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. Because I ask these questions all the time about things, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I understand OSU is a business at the end of the day, but it also is a community. So I was like, okay, this, maybe this isn't too far. And then it asked about what, with Black Lives Matter means, do you know what LGBTQ means? I was like, oh, okay, we have something here. 
So I think that was really a moment for me that made me realize this is something a little more serious. They're taking this a little more serious. And I think for me, like when I looked at that, I myself, I am Afro-Hispanic. I'm half Black, half Mexican. And I, and I grew up and not really knowing where to fit in that. Just because like you, you, I look mixed, but I'm also like, I listen to Tupac and I also listen to Spanish music. So mm-hmm. the people off the streets often think that I just listen to Tupac. But internally, I listen to both. And so hearing that, or at least seeing that made me feel, it, it gave me a confirmation that this is a place where I can be myself and be comfortable. Asking those questions that are really important, you know, and honestly, man, students are struggling out here. You know, students are trying to figure out their way. I was working at a design agency and, and I was really going through really tough time because I had like lost my auntie. She died from cancer. And it was really hard because I was like, oh man, this is like, why, why, why do I feel like I grieved enough, but I still am having these, these leftover emotions. And I didn't realize that it was affecting my performance at work and let alone my education. And so I, I reached out to Eddie and Eddie was so generous enough to give me the time and kind of just walk me through where all this kind of started. And um, Eddie didn't necessarily have to be as honest as he was, but he, wa- he, but he did. And having that opportunity to be able to speak to somebody and let alone have an institution that can provide, push out those resources to people and not force people to come in and engage into it, but to say, hey, look, this is available and show you why the value is there. It, it, it gives you more of a reason to engage, you know what I mean? As a student, you know, you know, like I said, going back to Eddie, Eddie was, was so gracious enough to help me through that really tough moment and just like making me see what was really there while I was experiencing what I was experiencing. And it was just such a defining moment again of like, oh, okay, this is why I'm here. And this again, supports the long-term. And so, yeah, I think those are, those are two really important moments. Yeah. So if I answered that. (laughs) Absolutely. You answered it perfectly. So with talking about Eddie, for those listeners out there, not up on (laughs) staffing changes at eCampus, our own Eddie Rodriguez served as a student success coach for three years. Yeah, yeah, for about three three years, if if my if my math is correct here, we'll round up to three years. <laughs> yeah, which just super side note, John, you're you're already gonna make me cry. As <laughs> I appreciate you with all these kind words, can't can't thank you enough. This was, but again, this was this was definitely all you. No, man, I think it was all you guys, man. Literally, I can't thank you guys enough. And now, now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I cried on Stranger Things, so. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> With that little kind of context, you had been working with Eddie. And so what kind of initially brought you into coaching as a service? Like before you had even met Eddie? Yeah, well, I think I think I do have to pay my respects to the whole faculty entirely. The financial aid department, shout out to them. <laughs> they don't get enough love. Got to give them the roses. Um, I think the, the, uh, the, let's see, what team is that? The, the team that works in the department of human resources, I don't think it's HR. I can't remember which department it was, but there was, there were departments that I literally had to speak to, to get to the coaching uh, part. And, and, you know, I think I would just say in general, like everybody has really put me into this, put on the path to lead to coaching and, I think the coaching itself was was really such a, a really beautiful opportunity for students to kind of just rethink 
you know, their approach into the education, at least eCampus. And I feel like eCampus is not, it's not just you're, you're, you're studying online and, and so you can watch Netflix at the same time. And so you can be able to work in a fast-paced world, you know what I mean, and still get to where you need to get to at an efficient pace. And so for me, I think, again, what led me to that was just everybody's support when just calling and annoying them saying, hey, I need to, I have questions. I, I, you know, I need to speak to somebody. I'm going through something or everybody was so generous enough to uh, kind of leave me there. You know, whether it was more extreme questions or just general questions about how to learn how to study better, that was really there. And, and I think that this, this servitude there was just, it was so, it just, it had much quality, you know, and, and again, I'm just really grateful for that. But, but yeah, I think that's, that's what led me to, to Eddie was, was that. Yeah, no, John, that's, again, great to kind of hear how you sort of navigated the waters, right? And ultimately found resource that sounds that that was really impactful for you. And again, for our listeners out there, we're, we're talking about the student success coaching team here at eCampus, which is one of the, the resources all eCampus students have. And it's it's an opportunity or an option for, for those students who are seeking to maybe have a conversation with someone to kind of d- dig deeper on some of these issues, which John, you, you so eloquently have talked about in terms of how you've navigated so much from like your own life challenges to those hard decisions in your life about kind of where you want to go and, and what sort of step to take. And, and it sounds like, yeah, it was an impactful experience for you. And I'm very fortunate that that individual was myself that got to kind of hear all that. So that's awesome. It, one of the, the things I, I'm curious about, because again, for the most part, it sounds like you've been able to find folks or resources that have helped you navigate this sort of online learning world. But what would you say have been the challenges and what would you say have been the successes of, of being an online student? Some of the successes and challenges, I would have to say that, and I think it was more, more about some of the technical issues that I kind of experienced. And but I also do have to say that, you know, OSU, the eCampus OSU department does a really good job on providing, you know, resources that can assist with those technical issues, such as like you, there's a 24-7 hotline that they're able to assist you with like any issues you have with your computer or your phone or anything that's going on with Canva. But there are other issues that they may not be able to reach at a certain point in time. So I, I ran into a few issues where like I was in finals and I was like, okay, my computer's acting weird or like just recently this past term. I had an issue with an assignment where two assignments are overlapping. And these two assignments were like either make or break my grade, where I would either succeed or fail the class. So luckily, my teacher was kind enough to reach out and say, hey, listen, we need to know what's going on. And I was able to catch it in time. And, and we kind of just, you know, it before class had ended and it took care of it right away. So I would say that's one of the things that was really challenging is more the technical side of things. And mm-hmm. and also too, like not to train any new students if it's urgent about that, but because they do make sure in the beginning of every term, I believe is that they make sure that your your computer or anything you're using to log on to Canva is working effectively so that there'd be no interruptions during or beforehand. But I think some of the successes I would say is, man, it, it everything feels pretty smooth. Like, you feel like you're still in class, like you're on campus. Like you get a chance to interact with the with the your other your fellow students or classmates. And I mean, there's been numerous amount of assignments where we had to interact with one another and say, "Hey, leave a comment. What did you think about this assignment? Or, or you know, what are your thoughts on it? Or, hey, 
you have to give feedback because that's also points, you know? And, and so the algorithm there was really set where you have to, where it's like you, by choice, you have to feel, or not by choice, where you have to feel like you're in class too on campus. And so they, they, they do a really good job on making you feel like you're able to be at home and still be on campus at the same time. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, like I said, deals with the algorithms and, and the way how the curriculum is, is designed specifically. And a lot of, I had some, some assignments where I, I sensed that I was, it was a little easy. And, and at the end of the term, they did a questionnaire and they said, what are some of the things that you felt were, were easy? You know, and so I feel like they, I don't know if they read my mind or if they, but it was, they literally were on top of it. Like, okay. And even before, even after that, professors were even asking, Hey, like, how did you guys like the class? You know, I'm really grateful for you guys being here. There's just an extra gear that eCampus has that just feels really authentic to the students. And so it, A, it just feels like you're getting your money's worth and B, it feels like you're getting your education's work. And so you just feel like your time is really being served. And so I think those are the successes and, and, ch- and challenges, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing about those. Of course. Thank you. To speak directly to the challenges first, it's important to know that what John was talking about with some of those technical issues, as well as their supports, all campus students have access to Canvas's 24-7 support with any issues within Canvas. They're very responsive vim as well as email and then as an e-campus student you also have access to our it services on campus and they're always happy to answer any questions or help you troubleshoot your own computer issues that may be whether from software firmware whatever it might be they're always happy to help with those technical issues but definitely is something to be thinking about as you're thinking about kind of being an e-campus student it is kind of like you have to have a lifeline to eCampus learning because it's 100% online. So just providing more converse, con- context there. But definitely like a reality that I encourage students to be thinking about is like, what kind of things, what kind of tools do you need to be successful with? And I will say that a relatively new nap- laptop is a great way to go. It's really exciting now to hear about your experience within eCampus courses, especially as kind of a hard science major. I know that that's can be a very isolating kind of like hard tack. You got to memorize these things. You got to really get incorporated into the material that you're still finding a lot of connection amongst your classmates, the faculty, as well as just the classes on the whole. And so I think that that often is like the biggest question that I get from students is like, how do I better connect within classes? Is there opportunities for connect and hearing about your experience that there are those opportunities and that there's a lot of intention in creating those opportunities is like a really big thing, I think, for students. But also it's really exciting for me as a staff member to hear that because like that is a huge question I get from students. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that, Rachel. I think this is all, yeah, really good information to our listeners out there that maybe our students are thinking about where they're at and where they want to go and what kind of support they can find here. One of the 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 questions that I want to ask and to kind of just get a, a, a better sense of, you know, how you feel about our faculty, or, or I guess I should frame it more so like what you wish our faculty knew. So I, 
I guess to ask you the, the, the question, John, is there anything, since you were kind of already talking about, you had some challenges, right, with kind of the technical aspect of your classes, and you were thankful for a faculty member who reached out and kind of sort of in some ways went the extra mile to kind of check in what's going on. But I, I'm curious, is there anything you wish faculty understood about you as an online student? Let's see. I, I wish that Oh man, it's tough because I think I got lucky or maybe not even lucky, but maybe this is just, again, like to the progress of the school. There's been a few times where I was, man, like, I don't think they understand. Like, this is because of this is going, I'm putting this somewhere else. Like, I remember I had a few classes on sustainability and we had an assignment that was based on, I think it was a sustainable assessment and we were assessing these companies. And, and for me, I just was trying to find, extract all these pieces and apply it to design. And I just was getting so obsessed with trying to figure out this out. And I felt like it was consistent throughout the course. And so oftentimes I would say that it's really tough to kind of treat every, look at every student and, and specifically cater to them. Because there's certain universities that have 10,000 students, 5,000 students, or even most of my classes have, I think most that I saw was around 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine it's a lot of work for professors to specifically kind of comb through each student. But I was fortunate enough to have some professors who, who kind of caught on and, and said, hey, you know, I actually have a student in my other class. She's also in this room too. You should reach out to her. And, and that was really helpful because it, it, it helped. We actually became friends and been able to attack the class much more efficiently, just like feeding off each other with, with, with some of the class challenges. But I would say probably that's one of the things I, I wish can be a little more highlighted because I only got that a few times is, is really making sure that the students, what they're saying is that the, not the teachers, but maybe the class is doing their job on recognizing what the students' intention is of being there. Because there's so many students that come there that are not even in that program. And they have to take it because of an elective or something like that, or because they're like, oh, this seems cool, or this seems interesting, or my boyfriend did this and he's inspiring me. And it's like, you never know the reason. And, and I think, A, I think I can help the student be able to retain it better because you're coaching the student more and he, feel, he or she feels like there's, there's, more, there's more attention here. So there's that boost of energy, you know, and I think, I think maybe that can be solved in a way of, of integrating it into some of the, I don't know, we, we, we've done certain programs where it, it kind of tested like our behaviors, but this, that was completely isolated from this, this circumstance. But I think there's other technological ways you can make that happen. But I do wish that there was, there was a system where or at least it can be more focused where the students are a little more recognizing the purpose of them being in class and really hone in on what their purpose is and what they're trying to get out of it in a sense, you know, instead of just saying, this is what sustainability is and just take sustainability. It's like, cause that may not mean much to that person, even though it's sustainability, you know, everybody's there for a purpose. You got to mm-hmm. give them the meat plus the potatoes. So that's what I was saying. Absolutely. Big fan of meat and potatoes, but I definitely think there's an opportunity opportunity to be thinking about purpose and how that works into being an in-campus student, but also like what kind of motivations are take, are bringing you to that class and like figuring out ways to make sure that you're finding pathways to engage with material in a unique way, but also 
ensuring that you're showing up in ways that are both healthy for you and healthy for your long-time goals, I think is really critical there. But yeah, and I just wanted to chime in too. I think, John, you're you're kind of highlighting kind of in what I see as kind of an important point where there's sort of, there's recognition on both sides, on both of the student and the faculty, right? Where you uh, as a student, appreciate when a faculty member has that awareness of who you are as a student and they're able to kind of create a community where you're you're able to connect with other students who maybe are in the same kind of field as you kind of maybe doing the same things as you and being able to kind of bridge that gap to sort of create a, a little community right but then also you know on the student side also recognizing like oh gosh I, I do have this awareness that faculty are also strapped, right? Some of these classes are maybe larger and, and it might not be realistic. And so kind of just trying to find that balance of how can we make this work on both sides to kind of foster this community where everybody can thrive and learn. And I thought that was just on your part, like a just great awareness level of, of how that all plays out. So yeah, appreciate pr- appreciate you sharing that. Of course, yeah. I mean, and again, just I, I think that is important because, and it's possible because it is a community lab you said, and, and fortunately enough, it's an ecosystem. And those services can only thrive if those nutrients are being included. And with everything that is in the ecosystem is, is being, is, is working to its, to its advantage. And I think it can only literally survive in, in those, those ways. And it does start off with, with understanding that it is a community first and that people are investing into this in, in every different aspect. You know what I mean? And, and, and just understanding that is really, really, really vital from just a, a teacher to student relationship standpoint, which really is kind of the core of it all. You know, um, I always say just because you're a professor doesn't mean you're, you're going to be a professor. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. takes consistent effort to put that into action. And, and it also do, students also have to do their part too. But, but if, if it's set up where like both parties have to work according to what needs to be met, then the parameters are doing its job. And so I think if healthy parameters are set, then there's no, then there's no opportunity for mess ups or hiccups, you know, and eventually just leads to, again, a long-term success for, for the uh, e-campus, which is where the point of it all is. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely setting the table for success. Just a good old dialogue. But in closing, what advice would you give to prospective e-campus students in this moment with your experience like what would be your like elevator pitch to prospective e-campus students if they're just like perusing the website right now? I would say, and I, I touched on this earlier, I think there's been so many articles that came out that like companies are having trouble trying to get people into the office because people are kind of comfortable being at home. And I think it's A, that, but I think it's B, that is convenient. And I think that if somebody's looking at this university, they're, oh my God, there's an e-campus option. It's, it's like, make sure that you're looking at that to help you out, not to be comfortable with it. Because I think when you can get comfortable with it, you, you limit your opportunities of what that is. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I had no idea how Ford resources were until I came here. And fortunate enough that it was already incorporated into the, to really highlight that. You know what I mean, so there was a value system set there. But I think not just this school, but any school who's looking at eCampus, Make sure that you're you're looking at it beyond like, listen, I'm doing this and this. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> New Yorkers don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody's doing 30 different things at once. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta be like, okay, look, this is what my, this is how much I have with time. And this is the pie that I have. And this is how much space I have. I think 
I want to put this in here and, and be really honest with it and be honest with yourself. And, and, and if you can't do it, then that's fair, but use it as an opportunity to literally just build on the other things you're working towards. Because I think for me, it's like, like working as a contractor, design agency, just being contracted on and then being freelanced on to all these other things that I'm working on. I'm doing that full time plus school full time. And it's, it's a lot of work, but that there's stability there because, you know, it's, it's, it's all working in harmony. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And I set it up and designed it that way for it to work that way. And it was all deliberate. And I think this is kind of the benefit that eCampus can give to this ecosystem that I have set up, you know? And if your ecosystem is set up for that way, then you use it to your advantage so you can amplify all the things that you're trying to build again for that long-term success. You know what I mean? And so yeah. really try to strike as soon as you can. And also too, like coaches here can help you out with that. And, and there's all the other faculties that can help you out with that too. There's been many occasions where I just spoke to random people and the, uh, you know, whether it's the financial aid department or I spoke to somebody in registration and they're like giving me conversations on, hey, you know, maybe you should try this out better or maybe this can work for you. So it's all in the DNA of the e-campus as well as the school. And so just would say, just make sure that you put that value in front of that, that, that logo of, of uh, e-campus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah, man. Uh, as always, John, like, appreciate your words, appreciate your perspective from the student side of things. And with that, we're, we're at time and we just want to, again, take this time to, to say thank you to you. I know you're busy and doing all kinds of things. So we appreciate ha- having you and we look forward to maybe talking to you in the future. And for all you listeners out there, thanks for listening to Going Online with OSU eCampus. I hope y'all found this informative. So from Rachel and and myself, we say thank you and yeah, enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Oh man, thank you guys so much. I appreciate the time and I do look forward to the next conversation in the future.